Hear that? That's the sound of a patient whose health data is protected from a cyber attack. And that, that's the sound of a financial system that's digitally secured from bad actors. Right now, there's an invisible war being fought on a digital battlefield that impacts what we do every day. That's why at Paraton, we do the can't be done to help protect the vital systems we rely on. Because if we don't, the alternative is unimaginable. Paraton. Texting privacy policy in terms and conditions posted at textplan.us. Texting rules for occurring automated text marketing messages. Message and data rates may apply. Reply stop, opt out. The pandemic has been hard on all our kids. New studies show more than one in three children who started school in the pandemic now need intensive reading help. That's right. Millions of kids in kindergarten through third grade in the United States cannot read at grade level. Here's the good news. Your child can be reading in just 30 days, guaranteed, with Hooked on Phonics. Even if your child has been struggling, Hooked on Phonics will teach your child to read in just 30 days, guaranteed. And right now, you can get started for just one dollar text the word grade to 32 32 32 right now hooked on phonics is highly effective and incredibly fun and everything can be done right from home and in less than 20 minutes a day for more than 30 years hooked on phonics has been the proven learn to read program that kids love to use text grade to 32 32 32 and teach your child to read in just 30 days guaranteed text grade to 32 32 32 right now and get started for just one dollar text grade to 32 32 32 now text grade to 32 32 32 What'd you say? That's why she always outsmarted the killer in the big chase scene at the end. Only virgins can do that. Don't you know the rules? What rules? You don't... Jesus Christ, you don't know the rules? Uh, have an aneurysm, why don't you? There are certain rules that one must abide by in order to successfully survive a horror movie. For instance, number one, you can never have sex. Oh! No, no, no! Big no, no! Big no! Sex equals death, okay? Number two, you can never drink or do drugs. No, the sin factor. It's a sin. It's an extension of number one. And number three, never, ever, ever under any circumstances say, I'll be right back. Because you won't be back. I'm getting another beer. You want one? Yeah, sure. I'll be right back. Jesus Christ, are we done with the fucking clips and intros yet?
It has literally been two and a half minutes of intros, credits, clips, uh, countdowns. Jesus fucking Christ. Welcome to a brand new episode of Crossing the Streams with Cody and Friends. It's a little bit different. Fuck you! Quit that. Seriously. Fucking quit it. Anyway, I am Cody, and I am joined tonight by my friend, Brian! Hi, everybody. Uh, Cody, it's an honor. I, uh... I look up to you so much, and I uh, I can't believe I'm actually talking to you right now. I am your biggest fan. Thank you so much for having me on. This is literally a dream come true. I, I can't believe I'm here right now. It's, is this the gimmick that we're going along with now? I didn't even know this. What's a gimmick? I, I'm your biggest fan. I don't know. It's I, I, I Once you told me about this a week ago, I've just been looking forward to this forever. Like I haven't been able to sleep. I just I can't wait to sit here and talk to you. I, is I I can't believe this is happening. Like if I was crippled like you, uh, this would be like my my make a wish. So this is this is really cool to me. Well, the, well, thank you so much. I, I mean, is your dick hard right now? Because I know mine is. You know, if it was big enough to get hard, it would be. <laughs> okay. I uh I couldn't have done a better intro than that, so that that was fucking great. Anyway, for anyone who hasn't seen the status update on the Crossing the Streams Facebook page, Rob is uh currently not with Rabbit and Red anymore. You can check out the post to read up more about that. For a while going forward is going to be just me and a rotating cast of friends tonight. Brian is with me. Who knows who will be on the next episode? Tonight, Brian, we are talking about one of your most favorite uh, horror franchises, the Scream movies. Wait, before we get into that, did you just call me your friend? Yeah, yeah I mean, you don't, have to just, you don't have to be just a fan, buddy. You can be a, a friend as well. Oh my god. Thank you. You know... Come to think of it, I'm already friends with your wife, so I might as well be friends with you, too. No, you're not. Uh, my, my wife hates you. You're not friends with her. Uh, so anyways, uh, what's your favorite scary movie? Not Scream, I'll tell you that. <laughs> yep. Um, Jesus, my favorite, like, like, like straight horror film? Uh, hmm. I might have to go... I might have to go original The Evil Dead. I I don't know if you've ever seen that one. It's super low budget, pretty outdated looking now. But if you ever watch that movie without the expectations of what modern day movies should look like and sound like and all that, it gets pretty intense like throughout the movie. It's one of those ones that just doesn't let up from start to finish. So I saw the original Evil Dead last year in a drive-in which was uh, really cool and you'll appreciate this um you know that i'm not the biggest evil dead fan i don't really know the the series like you do um so when i was watching the original evil dead i was waiting for the boomstick line the whole time and then i realized that that was part two so right an hour and a half me waiting and never never happening so that was cool yeah he, he's not Ash, really, in the first one. He's just Ashley J. Williams, uh, just a regular human being in the first one. Yes, I figured that out. I figured that out real real quick. 
<laughs> go, go ahead and give me your thoughts real quick on the original Evil Dead. Did you like it, dislike it? I didn't mind it. Um, it certainly wasn't my favorite movie. Um, you know that I'm not the biggest B-movie fan. Uh, I like more of the mainstream stuff. Um, yeah. I would take the remake over that anytime. But uh, as far as B-movies from the 80s, it's up there. But right. I, uh, it just wasn't what I look for. I look for a high budget. Yeah, of course. Good. Yeah. It, it's all personal preference. You know, when I was younger, I felt the same way. I remember uh, my parents used to take me to this video store. You know which one I'm talking about. It was uh, just 10 minutes away from where I live. I think it was called First Row Video back then or Movie Gallery or something like that. And uh, they had, you know, the sections with the new releases, which was all where all the mainstream horror movies were. And that was, you know, seven, eight, nine dollars to rent. But then they had... The, the low budget horror movie section, which you could rent those for like two dollars, and how, how much was the porn to rent? Um, I didn't discover the porn section until I was a little bit older. I at least had a little bit of hair on my nuts before I discovered that section. Uh, so What's I don't that? even remember. Yeah, well, they had it behind a wall. I watched my first porn at four years old, Cody. Okay. I, I, I don't, that's not really a good thing in my opinion, but, um, okay. I, mean, I love milfs. Um, <laughs> fuck, uh, fuck scream. Can we just talk about porn for a while? Uh, isn't there, is there a scream porn parody out there? I wonder. There better be. There is. There but, is? Yeah, but I got you beat, Brian. I was three. Shit. <laughs> I love how he comes in and says something real quick and then it just pops right out. <laughs> in the most creepiest of ways. Like, that was fucking perfect. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> By the way, producer Mike, put that number up on the screen, ladies and gentlemen. You, the number is going to come up if you would like. You can call in and talk with me and Brian tonight about whatever you want. We can talk about porn. There it is. Call us at 215-240-7839. We will talk with you about porn, scream, evil dead, the Brian's obsession with MILFs, it doesn't fucking matter. Uh, Brian's obsession with me as a fan, whatever you guys want to talk about. Give us a call tonight. Anyway, um, yeah, man, I couldn't go back in the port section because it was kind of blocked off. And the entranceway was thicker than my fucking wheelchair. So I would have had to, like, just go up to the doorway and just j jump out of my fucking chair and crawl back there. I would have so probably got Huh? Fun, fun little, uh, fun little side quest here. Uh, that that movie store you went to, did you go to the one in Champion or did you go to the one on Elm Road in Warren? Um, Elm Road. After that became Movie Gallery, I was the assistant manager of that store. Oh wow! Yeah, I know why all about that, that porn section. Why that place? <laughs> yeah, so you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and that that entranceway was not big enough for a fucking wheelchair to get back there. So it was certainly not thought of for Cody. That's for sure. No, <laughs> it wasn't thought of for all the the crippled Codys out there of the world. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're talking about scream movies tonight, not porn. You mean there's more than one crippled Cody? That's scary. Really fucking scary. That's what we're just going to start calling the handicapped community. Just all the little cripple Cody's and Codinas. Somebody, no, someone needs to Google that and call in and let us know. Google what? If there's more than one crippled Cody. 
I'd be pissed legit if there was more than one me because I feel like my name is unique enough and uh, whatever. I can find, I can use my name on any website I sign up for. I get, I never get told that I, it's already in use. You'd have to hit him up with that copyright claim, brother. Yeah. Trademark, bitch. <laughs> All right. That is enough of bullshit talk. Let's get into the Scream movies. Brian, tell me a little bit about how you started off watching Scream. Tell me about your beginning memories oh. of Scream movies. Oh, God. Um, okay, so it came out in 96, so I was eight when it came out. Um, I remember it coming out. I remember it being in theaters. Um, I doubt that I went to go see it in theaters. I'm sure I probably caught the video later on. Um, my parents weren't about to go sit at an R-rated movie with me uh, at that time. Uh, I don't really remember the first time that I watched it, but uh, it actually, it, it's funny that you said, you know, not Scream is my favorite movie because my favorite scary movie actually is the first Scream movie. So uh, yeah. I, it, it changed everything for me. Um, I, I, I dug horror before that, but just the, the comical take about it um, just made me really dig that movie. And the more I watched it as I got older, I caught more of the Easter eggs in them. And I just love those movies, man. I think Craven did a great, amazing job with that first one. Right. Um, so I have a, a different little story of the first one. I was old enough to go into the uh, movie theater. I did go to the theaters to watch the very first one. And when I was a kid, I was a huge fan of Happy Days, you know, with Henry Wrinkler in it as the Fonz. And as a kid, shit, how old was I when it came out? Nine? I think nine-ish? Nine, ten? I, I, I didn't have a big-time grasp just yet on horror movies and what they would do and what they wouldn't do and all that stuff. I was allowed to go see it because my parents knew that it was done by the same guy who did, you know, like other classic films like Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, and all that. So they let me go see it. Um, and when I was watching it, the, the only like memory I have of watching it in the theater is when Henry Wrinkler's principal character gets killed and it, it fucking shocked me. Like, and I was upset. Like, cause in my mind, like the Fonz was on a different level, you know? <laughs> and, so, and I, I couldn't, I couldn't like separate the actor from the character just yet in my mind. And, you know, and, and like, even though he was like a principal character in the movie, to me, he was still the Fonz. So when he got killed in that movie, that, I don't know, that that's always stuck with me for some reason. And then just I'll go ahead. Just last week, as I was rewatching all of these, I remember th that that memory got unlocked for me. You know, just rewatching that, and remember thinking there, thinking in the movie theater, I was crying. I started crying, and my mom had to wipe my tears because I was so upset that Henry Wrinkler's character died. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they killed Fonzie so good that uh, he forgot how to play football and became a coach and a water boy. So it's that was good. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god, that's another movie I'll have to rewatch again. Um, god damn, what is there to say about the original Scream that hasn't already been been said? It it the first two Screams, I would I would argue almost all of them are masters at intros, like cold opens, if you will. Um I, I agree. I agree. Yeah. 
the first one is it Drew Barrymore in the beginning? Yes. Yeah. Um, and, if that first if that first fifteen minutes of, of that see if that of that movie doesn't catch you, then I don't know what the fuck will because that was an amazing right. amazing open. And, and I think that first you know that cold open to scream it, it, that was a make or break situation for the movie. If that first few minutes did not hook you into wanting to watch the rest of the film, we wouldn't have five movies so far in the franchise. Yep. I know the reason that it was such a big name that got killed right then was uh, she was supposed to play Sydney. Uh, Drew Barrymore was supposed to play Sydney, but she uh, got casted to do a different movie, had to go do that, probably some shitty romantic comedy she did at that time. But she loved the uh, the script so much, she still wanted to be in it. So she's like, just kill me off in the first scene. So that's pretty cool that even Drew Barrymore, someone that big, loved it so much to where she's like, you know what? I want to be in it. Just kill me off real quick. Was she so, really big already in 96? Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude. She was big in the early 90s. Oh, okay. She was like a child actor. Man, it's, I mean, looking back on it, it's kind of a good thing she didn't end up playing Sydney because would Drew Barrymore still be playing Sydney here in 2022? Like, like Nev Campbell is? Yeah, it's, would, would Scream have gone as far as it did with her playing Sydney? And would Nev Campbell even be a thing without this movie? Hey, real quick, uh, Mike, put Father Mahoney's uh, comment up on uh, the screen. Wrinkler, who played Principal Henry, was Henry was asked to go uncredited because the producers did not want to detract any of the attention attention from the younger, lesser known actors. Did you know about that? I did not know that. That's pretty cool. Ah, that is interesting. That is very interesting. Thank you, Rob, for that um, for that fact. Um, that probably explains why he's not on any of the posters or nothing like that either. He was just kind of a side character. Yeah, so that's that, true. How did I explain that? About it. Now that I'm thinking about it, like, yeah, you don't, like, there was no big time, like, advertise. I don't even think he was in any of the trailers. I don't, I don't think. Nope. I'm, I'm looking at the poster right now. And, uh, I mean, Courtney Cox and Drew Barrymore are the two biggest names on there. Henry Wickler's not on there. Yeah. So that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that is interesting. Thank you for that interesting fact. Um, yeah, I drew Barrymore all these years as Sydney Prescott. No, I can't see that wouldn't have worked. They would have had to kill off Sydney Prescott eventually. The only good thing about her playing Sydney would be that we probably would have not gotten Never Been Kissed, which would have been a lot better. So that's, <laughs> that'd be good. But yeah, I think uh, that that first movie, if anybody plays anybody different, if that movie has a different cast for any of those characters. I don't think it works. I think with Rand, with Jamie Kennedy playing Randy as good as he did, Skeet Ulrich playing Billy as, as good as they did. Like that guy went fucking crazy at the end, dude. Like that yeah. as far as like the the third act ending of someone turning and going insane, like I don't think I can think of a better one than than that. Yeah. You know, of, of Skeet Ulrich going fucking insane. Right. And and it, I mean if anything if nothing else, the original Scream is the the godfather of red herrings. You know what I mean? Like making you think it, it, it's one person that's the killer and it makes you think it's someone else. And they even had the balls to hint that it was actually Billy Loomis at one point. Mm -hmm. I, that's the best. That, that is the best part about these movies, man. It's it's a little bit comical 
it's making fun of horror a little bit, not too much. But at the same time, even with the comic relief, you don't know who the killer is. Right. Anyone who says, I knew who they were the whole time, you're a fucking liar. Nobody knew who the killers were in any right. of these and, and Until it finally happened, and you're like, oh, I maybe, maybe I knew yeah. it was them. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I, you mentioned the, the comedic tone of these movies, and we'll get into it a little bit more later on in the conversation, but uh, one and two is perfect with the comic relief. It doesn't go overboard. You know, the later sequels, I'll have something different to say about that a little bit later on, but yeah, one and two, especially the first one, you're right, it just has those subtle little little Easter eggs and and little sense of humor in there that doesn't detract from the seriousness of the film but you know if you know what you're what you're watching if you know what they're talking about you get it and you'll giggle you know you'll get a, they'll get a laugh out of you um so I, I another thing I wanted to bring up and God I don't know if I don't remember this from the past or whatever but in the beginning of the movie, when Billy climbs through Sydney's room and they're in there, you know, they're talking about, you know, PG 13 this and titties and all that shit. Did you notice that, that there is an acoustic version of Don't Fear the Reaper that's playing subtly in the background? I knew there was acoustic music playing in the background. I did not know that was Don't Fear the Reaper. Yeah. So that's, it, that, that's a cool little Halloween throwback. So that's cool. It, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, there yeah, you yeah. go. I told you something you didn't even know. Um, I thought that was fucking awesome. That that is such a good scene just to set up that you should care about these two characters, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, eventually the villain and eventually the 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 star of the whole fucking movie. Um the rest of the cast, good shit. Like you said, Jamie Kennedy as Randy. We have our producer is a huge fan of his. He gets emotional whenever he thinks about Randy dying in this in the second one. And that was uh, a hard one. That was a hard one. Uh, yeah, Dewey is my favorite character from any movie ever. Really? So yes, um, I loved the Dewey character, and we'll talk about that later. Okay. Because uh, yeah, <laughs> if anyone's seen Scream Five, you know what I'm talking about. You cry, Mike? No, Jamie Kennedy. Dewey second, Dewey is second to Randy for me. Yeah. So I, I, I really dug Randy, man. He's my number two. So I'm right there with you. But dude, yeah, that was like, look at how many careers this movie made. Like Courtney Cox did have friends before this, and Drew Barrymore was Drew Barrymore. But like, everybody else is virtually unknown walking into this, except Henry Winkler, you know. Right. But and, and they're all like superstars now. Is is this the movie franchise that caused Jada Pinkett to lose all of her hair? Um, I guess you'd have to ask Chris Rock that. I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm afraid if she, I was, she was fucking she was bald as fuck in that movie wasn't she she was kind two, of she was bald and, yeah. yeah kinda the fuck uh anyway we'll get there in a minute <laughs> um hold on hold on she was gi jane 2 before even gi jane 1 came out yeah yeah she was bald in part two of this wow yeah god damn anyway um God, what what else can you say about the original screen? It has good pacing, it has good character development, and you're right. There's no there's no filler in in this movie. There's no like every character has a role, and, and 
You know, um, and, and let's talk about that really quick. We said that Jamie Kennedy and Dewey are, are one and two. Like, dude, Matthew Lillard. Matthew fucking Lillard playing yeah. Stu. Like, that is all the comedic relief I need in my life. Like, that guy did such an amazing job. He makes yeah. every movie he's in better. That exact scene that we just saw, that, that was one of his funniest you know, my funniest moments with him is that my parents give me so mad at me. That shit. My that mom was... and dad give me so mad at me. My that mom is, uh, me so mad at me. Uh, I have a screen poster here that's signed by most of the cast, and, and that is his quote on that poster. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. That's fucking beautiful. Uh, he, he was another one. Like, he had a few movies before this. Like, he had Serial Mom, which was his first movie he ever did. Probably a couple other little things. I'm not sure if SLC Punk was before or after this, but like, I, dude, I, Matthew S- Lillard. I, I think SLC that, Punk was. I think SLC Punk was before this. I think. Yeah, which is like a B movie. Like, it was after. It was after. after. Holy shit! Yeah, stay out of yeah, here. That was. That came out a little bit later than you think it did. Oh, it, maybe uh, it's just because like he played he played another high school character in that, right? Yeah. Yeah, so. Yeah, that guy, um, anything that guy touches turns to gold, man. I, I love Matthew Lillard. Yeah, he definitely was the, 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 the energy of the fucking movie for sure. Yep. Um, I mean, and, and, and making him one of the two killers, it made perfect sense. Like, he, he, he acted psychotic throughout the movie. There's so many homages mm-hmm. in him here, so much to see and find something. Yeah, yeah, I agree, Jess. And Jess, yeah, maybe- Jess is right. Yeah, and Jess, maybe you should come over to my house and watch it with me, and we can find other content together. You know what I mean? Jess, I highly suggest never going to Cody's house ever. Yeah, probably. Yeah, your don't, husband don't do that. Your husband probably won't want you to come over to my house either, Jess. Yeah, she'll burn. She will. She will burn. Hmm. Anyway, um, <laughs> I really liked how they they did a good job on kind of pushing on to you that it was Sydney's father that was the killer and uh, Cotton Weary. Yeah, that's another name that, like, Lee Schreiber is doing amazing shit right now, and that's where he fucking started, dude. Like, and, and even Scream 2, like, the rise of Timothy Oilfent, like, that's, there's so many people that this franchise made famous. Don't do it, Jess. <laughs> uh, but, <laughs> <laughs> no, that that's the thing. Anybody could have been the killer. Like, remember yeah. whenever they were talking to the uh, the sheriff and he had the same boots as the killer did? Yeah. It, it could have been anybody. They that's and, a, that yeah. They did just they just they put every they sprinkled everything that they could in there to make sense to to the watchful eye to to anybody who's actually trying to do the detective work. Mhm. And I, I swear, man, anyone who's like, yeah, it was Billy and Stu, I knew it. You know, no, no, you didn't. You really didn't. Right, right. Especially, especially not Stu. Like, Billy, like, was almost like, Billy was too easy. Like, you know, it, it should be the boyfriend, but that's too easy. It's not going to be him. Right. But it is. Stu, there's no way anyone would have caught Stu. There's no fucking way. Right. Right, because they, they also made him look almost too obvious. In a weird kind mm-hmm. of way. Wow. Um, do you have a, a favorite death scene in the first one? 
Uh, I mean, you didn't get to see all of it, but uh, speaking of Henry Winkler, if I would have saw his ass hanging by that flagpole or hanging by the uh, goalpost, that would have been that would have been the one. Um, I'm not sure. Like, uh, what I remember about the Scream movies is not the death scenes. Right. It's it's more so the first act and the third act. It, it's the suspense of what's going to happen. Right. So I, I I don't necessarily look at the first one and go, oh god, that death was fucking great. You know. Um, I I don't think I can remember one from the first one that would be like that. Maybe, maybe the opening scene, um, where was his name? Steven, the, the the boyfriend. I think so. Yeah, uh, yeah. His guts all everywhere on the ground. That was good, but you didn't really see that happen. You know. Yeah. Um, Scream wasn't so much a of mindless score. It was more suspense, it- and that's what I loved about it. Right. And if anything, like the Scream franchise is almost that classier horror franchise that you could feel comfortable taking your kids to go see. Because I don't think there's any nudity or really sexuality in any of the movies. I mean, the closest you get to sexuality is the sex scene in, in part one. Um, there's no nudity in any Scream movie. Right. So that's that's pretty cool. Um, it's it's kind of weird. They're rated R to me other than like language. Um, they could pass for 13 if you took out a couple fucks. Well, um, maybe not the later one. Because as they went on, the, I I feel like the death scenes started to get a little bit more gorier. But I get yeah, once once special effects got a little better, you know, and, and in four and five, yeah, it got a little gorier. But especially part one, part two, like those could have passed, I think, as a PG 13 if they took out some language. They, I uh, agree. I agree. Fuck you. <laughs> um here's a question for anyone that wants to chime in uh, mike you too if you want to i was paying attention to the credit the end credits uh of scream one and it was uh, towards the end of it and it was given the thanks part right and then at the end of it it says and absolutely no thanks whatsoever to such and such high school was there some sort of controversy i know nothing about yeah. that the yes? the they were originally scheduled to shoot at a school location, but the district decided they did not want a horror movie filmed in their school. So they told the production that they could not shoot there. So it, it's my understanding that they had to build a school set because the yeah because the school wasn't going to let them shoot there. So that's why they said absolutely no thanks to the Santa Rosa School District. I think that's what it was. And that's why they said that, because they wouldn't let them shoot there, and it really, like, kind of fucked them over. Wow. And I can only imagine what that drove the production cost up. Because that they made – that school looked legit. Think about what that school feels now. Um, I didn't want some crappy horror movie in there, but that became one of the biggest horror movies of all time. Right. So, yeah. I mean, imagine imagine if the Monroeville Mall would have said no to George Romero for Dawn of the Dead. They wouldn't be cashing on that convention money anymore. Right, and they cash in on that. Right, and they cash in on that every fucking year, I think. Yeah, they do. God damn. Um, There's really nothing left to say about the first one. It's good from top to bottom. You know, the final act is so fucking good, and you know, it just and then and then Sydney turning the tables on them and grabbing, you know, and calling that. That's that's such good shit, man. Like, 
I, Scream Scream One is the perfect movie. It is it, the perfect movie. I will put that up against anything. All right. So that was Scream One. Now let's go on to Scream Two. We talked about how awesome the the cold opens, as I'll call them, are with these Scream movies. Scream Two's cold open. I would say rivals, if not in certain ways, it might be even a little bit better than the cold open, the scream one. Like that's scary shit thinking about being at a movie theater with a bunch of crazy fans. And one of the, you know, for a horror franchise that in that universe was already popular. And you know, Omar getting poked through the glory hole. (laughs) Yeah. That was definitely cool seeing Omar Epps get the uh, the knife in the ear. You know that was pretty cool. Uh, yeah, man, I, I'm with you. That's that's scary shit. And, and thinking about like years later, seeing what happens in movie theaters, you know, the school shootings and stuff, and in, in theaters, but not school shootings, but you know what I mean. I know. What you um, mean. Yeah, you know that's it's scary shit thinking about that now. Um, I don't think that scene works in part one if if they would have swapped them. Yeah, uh, because now we, we kind of expect something really cool happening at the beginning of part two. Um, I dig it, especially with like everyone in the crowd not knowing that Jada Pickett Smith is actually hurt and she yeah. dies in front of him. And you see him kind of like, oh, fuck, is she really, you know, like it, it's it's a really good opening. I, I really right. dig that one. Right, right. Um, I don't know why, but whenever I think of that the death scene where the black guy gets the knife in the head. I always actually think about the scary movie version of that, where the dick, the dick in the ear, brother. I'm right there with the you. Ear. Dick in the ear. <laughs> yeah. Damn it. Um, real, real, real quick, by the way, do you think, what do you think of the scary movie franchise? Do you think that that put a damper at all on the popularity of scream or do you think it amplified it? No, I, I mean, I, I don't think it really did much of anything because no one's gonna watch a spoof movie about Scream if you haven't already watched Scream. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's it's just making fun of some horror movies. Like, it wasn't all just Scream either. Like, you know, there was a lot of I know what you did last summer in there. Yeah, there was a lot of just '90s horror in there. Um, I I don't think it hurt anything. If anything, it it probably helped it because there might have been a few people that watched the comedy, not you know, and, and then wanted to watch the horror afterwards. But yeah, that's a good point. I. I I I feel I feel like it didn't really hurt it at all though because like there wasn't really any big actors in in, in scary movie so no one's gonna watch it unless unless they have watched Scream you know Anna Faris wasn't a thing back then this is where she got started yeah so and she went on to that uh, sitcom what was it How I Met Your Mother or something like that I have no idea <laughs> I don't know I think she did some it's just called Mom oh Mom. <laughs> Okay, well, I was sort of close. Um, is, she milf? is she a MILF in that show? I think she is, actually. Actually, yes, she is, because she has, like, a young kid, and then the kid grows up. It's, yeah, she's we, a MILF. We don't, yeah, need to know about, yeah, we don't need to know shit about the stupid kid. Just let Brian know what he can spank it to, and that's Anna Ferris. I gotta, I gotta, um, I gotta just say why I play that so much. Because listen, 
I, I laugh at fucking funny noises, right? <laughs> so listen, when he gets hit with the fucking phone, he goes like, ah, it's so fucking funny. I swear to God. Like, I, I literally, I was sitting there, and I'm like, I'm going to make sure I play this fucking thing, because it's hilarious. Listen to it. He's all drooled all over himself right there, too. That's fucking great. I need one more time. One more time. Okay. All right. <laughs> anyway, once again, producer Mike, put that number up on the screen one more time. If anybody'd like to call and join in our conversation, you can. It's scrolling at the bottom, you blind bat. All right, whatever. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> anyway, um, man, you know, uh, Scream Two feels like a, a natural, you know, next step to the first one. First one was high school. Second one is college. Yes. And these characters, I think, work better in a college setting than even that they did in a high school setting. And it probably has a lot to do with they they wasn't even anywhere near high school age when they did the first one. I think you're right. Yeah, I think they were all in their mid twenties then. Um, I, I just realized that Nev Campbell did Party of Five before Scream, so oh. yeah, she was she was around before then. Yeah, uh, I think she and, was even. Yeah, she she was a voice in like the original Lion King too. So she was an actor for a while. Wow, I did yeah, not. She was, know uh, that. she was Nala wow. in the Lion King. I did not uh, know that. I, I didn't know until I met her at a con and saw a picture of the Lion King there. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, right. She told me. <laughs> How was she to meet? Was she prudish or? No, she was great. The only one that I've met out of the original film that was kind of meh was a uh, Jamie Kennedy. And he was probably drunk. So oh. I, I really don't know. Uh, he was just kind of making jokes the entire time and not really wanting to have a conversation with anybody. Oh, Wow. Was just yeah. asking if he was better than everyone? Uh, no, not really better. Just making jokes, almost like he didn't want to be there kind of thing. Um, mm -hmm. He didn't talk down to anybody, but like I told him, yeah, man, Randy's like one of my favorite characters like ever. He's like, yeah, 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 yeah that's about it. Just oh. loud and obnoxious kind of. I wouldn't um, have I wouldn't have guessed that for him, honestly. I would have thought more like Courtney Cox or, you know, or yeah, is that her name? Yeah, I would have. Yeah. Um, Imagine I'll more. Never, yeah, I'll never meet Courtney Cox. Like she's never gonna do a con. Yeah, but uh, Lillard is by far the best that I've met. Uh, Skeet's up there. Skeet was really good. I uh, I, I saw that picture with your wife uh, next to Matthew Lillard. It looked like she was creaming her pants in that picture. My wife would not let Matthew Lillard go in that picture. She, she really hugged him and would not let him go. Did she creep him out? Uh, I think so. Uh, Skeet actually, like, she, she ran to Matthew Lillard and yelled, I don't care if he's my husband, I love you. And uh, and, and Skeet looked at me and said, did you fucking hear that? Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. So that wow. <laughs> um, anyway, like I was saying, uh, the college setting is way more natural, I think, for all these characters, uh, you know, other than uh, obviously David Arquette's character, Courtney Cox. But, uh, you know, they were just as natural in the second one as they were in the first one. Um, we didn't even talk about Dewey enough from the first one. Uh, you know, he his 
character had a natural progression as well. He started off as that weird, doofus type of fucking nerdy outcast cop character, and he did it perfect. You you almost could have called him a side character in part one. Right. Like he was just kind of there. He was he was the best friend's brother, you know, and he just ended up being such an amazing part of this entire franchise. He almost dies in every fucking movie. And, right. You know, you never know when it's gonna happen, if it's gonna happen. We'll talk about that later. Right. And uh you know, it's yeah, just the the idiot who's always in the wrong place at the wrong time, the the lovable idiot, and uh, I just ended up loving him, man. Just Arquette, yeah. That role. I mean, he had a lovable character. No one could have done Deputy Dewey better than David Arquette for sure. I don't know. Uh, Doofy did pretty good. The guy who played Doofy. Yeah. And you and with my vacuum. <laughs> Don't you steer me while I'm cleaning my room. Yeah, that's what it was. <laughs> um, real quick, side question. Because uh, we were talking about earlier the Scream fran- uh, the, the scary movie franchise helped or hurt the Scream franchise. Let's talk real quick about Ready to Rumble with David Arquette in it. Do you think that movie helped or hurt WCW as a company? I think that killed WCW. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, because after that, that's when they got David Arquette in there to be WCW champion. Mike, yeah, that was, Mike yeah. did you know that? Producer Mike, did you know that David Arquette was the fucking world champion for a fallen wrestling company in the early 2000s? Yeah, I knew that. I saw Ready to Rumble and all that shit. So, yes, I did know that. That culminated in an actual, in an actual event and an actual thing that happened in wrestling. Jesus. Yeah. Anyway, that motherfucker won the WCW heavyweight title. <laughs> Christ, uh, that that it was that is what caused me to be disabled in life. I'm sure of it. But um, you go on to part two, and again, natural progression for for Dewey. Natural progression. He's still Deputy Dewey, but he's smarter now, and he's a little bit more mature, a little bit better, you know, and. You got the natural next step of his little chemistry but with Gail Weathers and all of that. It's just, it's fucking great. Um, one and two go hand in hand with each other. You know, they, they almost could have been one whole movie, and I think everyone would have bought it. It may be just a little bit of time cut out of it, but you know what I yeah, mean? I'm right there with you. Um, like, like you said, the progression of seeing him and Gail as a couple in the movie... And then them falling in love in real life too, was uh, you know that's that's how you get that chemistry. Like, you know, yeah. it just it, it was so good seeing that and adding the new characters. I loved some of the characters in, in part two. Um, Jerry O'Connell playing the boyfriend. Uh, did he beat Jeff Jarrett for the belt? I can't remember. Was it Jarrett? I was just all thinking- I remember is that all I remember is that DDP helped. That's all I remember. It had to have been Jeff Jarrett, either that or Scott Steiner. I mean, no, Steiner wouldn't let him win. No, um, maybe who, it, was who, Jeff, uh, it was Jeff Jarrett. Who didn't? Who didn't beat Jeff Jarrett for the title? So yeah, it's probably probably that. The, Chris Benoit didn't beat him for the title. Shut up. Chris Benoit <laughs> beat, his, beat his family for the title. That's for goddamn yeah. sure. Anyway, um, fuck you. <laughs> 
anyway, yeah, uh-huh. Jerry O'Connell is the boyfriend who, you know, could have been the killer, you know, because that killer missed every single artery when it cut him. And it was the, it was the boyfriend the first time. And this guy's a really nice guy, you know, and he could have been the killer the whole time. You don't know. Like, this is another one where you really I, couldn't have guessed. In a lot of ways, I love a lot of things about part two even more than part one. It, it's almost like, not that there was any mistakes with part one, but it, that, it's a classic example is if you can make a sequel better in any way, it's part, it's Scream 2. They, they did just did it better in, in a lot of ways. I mean, Yes, you. It made you want to think that Sydney's new college boyfriend was the killer, because they're making you think that. And but at it, the same at the same time, there there's him. You know, it. Randy could have gone crazy. It could be Randy. Um, you have Cotton Weary lurking around, that's, looking for revenge. Exactly. You know, um, again, they they made him somewhat look like he was angry and for everything that happened to him in part one, but now he's free in part two. Yes. He had to have been like everyone probably thought it's got to be Cottonwood this time around for sure. Mickey plays the Billy role in this one for me. Like it could be him, you know, that that could be a logical one. This guy's a little bit crazy, but seeing Billy's mother at the end, no one, nobody, no, come on. Yeah. And what was Um, the other, what was the accomplice's name? Was his name Mickey? Mickey. Yeah. Uh, Timothy oil fat is the actor. Yeah. Oh, okay. Um, See what what got me is whenever she walks in at the end, uh, Billy's mom and and Sydney, and Mrs. Loomis. Then you realize, yeah. fuck, they because, never saw each other throughout the entire movie, and no one right. even realized. It. And and because of that, like by this point, you, you the audience member thinks, okay, the, the the big surprise has already been revealed. It's Mickey, boo, big big fucking whoop de doo, right? And then Mrs. Loomis comes in, and then oh, there's the fucking swerve right there. Like yep, exactly. the final the final act in Scream Two is again, it's just as good as the end of Part One, if not better in certain ways. Because again, you have Cotton Weary in there also, and you're still not even before. Before Billy's mom comes in, if I remember correctly, Cotton Weary's holding the gun or whatever the fuck, and you're thinking like, "Oh shit, it is him this time! It's him this time!" It's so fucking good, my god. Yeah, they're, they're, teasing, they're teasing Jerry O'Connell right then too before Mickey shoots him. Like you know, it, it could be anybody, you know, and Mickey could just be fucking crazy. Maybe he just killed his accomplice. You know, you don't know, and you know, right. You have no idea at the end of that one. Right. Fucking amazing. Like, I I said this to Berlia the other day. And yes, thank you, Father. Uh, best ending scream, too. I agree. Um, I said this to Berlia just the other day, but if it wasn't for greed, money, and all that, I, maybe they should have just made Scream 1 and 2 and, and nothing else. Because how higher can you can't go any higher than Scream 2? Like, it, you know... It, yeah, but you gotta go for the trilogy, you know. Yeah. It's, if you did one and two, and you gotta you gotta end the the you gotta try to end it. Um, and fuck, you gotta put Lance Hendrickson in there as well, right? Yeah, right. You know, <sighs> who else are you gonna get? You we're not quite, to. we're not quite there just yet. I want to back up just a minute. I want to, um, Mike, come in here for a minute, Mike. <clears throat> I want to uh, ask the both of you, Mike, you can answer first if you'd like. 
tell me how you guys felt when uh, Randy got snatched up in that van and uh, and you saw the, the van rocking and you just felt every slice he was taking in that very second. Uh, Mike, you want to go first? You just want to you want to take well, a breather real quick or? Well, well, let's let's okay. Here's what we're gonna do. Okay. Uh, I I all right. So I'll, I'll I'll break down my my emotions for you. Okay. So I'm watching the movie, watching the movie, watching the movie, watching the movie, and then this happened. Huh? Why copycat two high school loser ass? D-ts? Stu was a ass wet rag, and Billy Loomis, Billy Loomis, what the fuck? Jesus, what a rat looking, homo repressed mama's boy. Why not set your goals higher, huh? You wanna be one of the big boys, huh? Manson, Bundy. OJ? Yep, there it was. Now, now at that point, the tears were flowing down my face, and I was, I was, I was getting angry, and I was like, "You, you don't, you don't." He's he's Loomis of Scream. You don't do that to Loomis of Scream. Loomis of Scream needs to live and be there and help us through our troubling, hard times in life. What are you doing? You're destroying Scream, Loomis. It just it doesn't work. So then, this happens. Yo, man, who broke my window? By the way, thanks ever so for playing us the PG-13 version of that first clip. That's the only one that I could find on YouTube to pull. Like, so, dude, it took me so long to pull these clips and edit them and upload them. I'm making sure I get them all the fuck in. That's why <laughs> I'm playing all that stuff. But, um, but no, so then I see that and I see him dead there. And I literally stood up and I was like, fuck you. And then I sat back down because I didn't want to leave. You said that in the theater? <laughs> yes, I did. You, did. No one said anything to you? Uh, not that I can remember. But then again, I, I was on an adrenaline kick. So, because they they fucking killed him, and that 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 it 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 destroyed me. Like I was destroyed. Would I mean, you have, would you have swapped out Dewey for Randy? Uh yes. At that time, I would have. Hmm. I think we all agree that it, it should have been Gale, actually. So I, I, I would have taken Gale I'll agree for with that. You. I'll, I'll take yeah. that. I agree with you. <laughs> um, yeah, we could have got, like, got Dewey another love interest. Mm-hmm. So I, I think Dewey would have lived, personally. You know, I mean... How many attacks did Dewey fucking get away with? Dewey would have survived that attack by by an inch of his life. But uh, I, I feel like in part two, a legacy character needs to die. Uh, as far as who it was, maybe he didn't sign on to do part three. Like I don't know, you know. But not you. It, it, I see him at the corner of the screen, and he's pointing at me. You should be alive today, sir. <laughs> Mention him. 
Fuck you, Harvey Weinstein. Fuck you, Bob Weinstein. And fuck you, Kevin Williamson. Because you know what? You killed him, you motherfucker. You fucking killed him. Um. <laughs> well, he did do a little cameo in part three. But yeah, they. I feel like they replaced him with Lance Hendrickson. No, I'm just joking. But they do have... Kevin Smith didn't write part three. Efren fucking Kruger did, asshole. I didn't. What are you talking about? You're not an asshole. Ephraim fucking Kruger's an asshole because he just gave fucking Randy a cameo. He should have brought that motherfucker back Frankenstein style or something. Okay. Before we move on. I'm going to say he has nerve damage. Before we move on, do you have any other thoughts of Randy's death scene in part two? Um. Okay, so on part one, you asked me what my favorite death scene was. Um. This is it for part two. Oh. Uh, it's not my favorite because it was gruesome. It's not my favorite because it was epic because you saw a bunch of stuff. It's my favorite because it meant something. Yeah. Uh, this one hurt. <laughs> this one hurt the watch, man. Yeah. And uh, yeah. seeing, seeing Jamie Kennedy die, who's the mastermind behind all this and, you know, knows everything about horror movies. Um that really sucked to, to watch. And that's right. why, that's why it's my favorite because it meant something. Right. Um, and it, it's, it, I like how you put that because a, a death scene that means something that I'll go back to that for a later sequel, because I, I have the same exact opinion, but uh, real quick here, cause they made it known. Mrs. Loomis at the end of the movie made it known that it was her that killed Randy. And yes, that what's odd about that to me is does that woman really look stronger than than randy does listen to me hold well, on I mean, it wasn't her it wasn't her hold on let's 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 go to the clip does this look or sound like the way a woman moves to you huh? why copycat two high school loser ass still was a ass wet rag and billy loomis billy loomis what the fuck? jesus what a rat-looking, homo-repressed mama's boy. Why not set your goals higher, huh? You want to be one of the big boys? Huh? Manson? Bundy? OJ? Son of a... Mike. Okay. Okay. Now, Mike, I'm gonna tell it to you yeah. like this: We did Go not ahead. fucking see that clip again. It's like, <laughs> you yes, we, yes, we did, and I'll tell you why. Because that, that you, <laughs> yeah, your I saw you fucking laughing at the fucking beeps. So, so, but the whole fucking thing is that fucking. Mrs. Loomis does not fucking growl like a grizzly bear and fucking have the force to throw him against the window. Do you hear that little noise that he makes when he hits the window? It's like, oh! So first off, it's not like Randy's a big, strong guy. Um, right. That bitch has mom strength. So that could be, that could be her. But I think when it, when it comes to does this sound like her, 
I think that no. gets nitpicky, and we'll talk about that in part five, I'm sure. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. That did look like Amber, you know. Um, and the answer to that is it wasn't Amber, and it wasn't her. It was a stunt guy. And, yeah. You know, that's that's why it's not the size of her, and that's why I didn't give it away that it was her. But right. yeah, I mean, Randy talked about Billy, and I got knife happy. So you know, it, it was which her makes that did sense. It. Um, yeah, it makes sense that it was her yeah. that did it. So. Okay, and, well, and my, and my then, question, mm-hmm. no, go ahead. No, I was go gonna ahead. say, well, maybe then she had like a voice changer that made her sound yeah. like a grizzly bear when she was stabbing him. That's that's what I think. Yeah, maybe maybe the voice changer was activated whenever that was happening, and that's a grunt from the from the killer's voice, you know. Yeah. Um, but what was I it's not that big. But yeah. Um, as far as you know, what she says there with. Randy talked about Billy and I got knife happy. That makes me wonder if killing Randy was part of the plan for them or if she got pissed and did that with emotion. You know, she, was Randy supposed to die. Was that uh, was it on their list of Randy's got to die? It, or it, it, was, yeah, it did make it sound she did make it sound like it wasn't even a part of the plan to kill Randy. Yes. Um, it sounded like it was out of emotion, which is cool. You know, different. Uh, yeah, Randy's death—that one hurt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. And it looked, and I mean, and when they showed him laying in there, it, that was gruesome looking to a, a me to a 10, 11 year old at that point. Like that was good. I I wanted to play tic tac toe on his face because um, if you noticed, all the blood's going that way, and all the blood's going that way, and it just made squares. Yeah. And I wanted to play tic tac toe on his face. That's. Um, that's that was my my thought as a kid. I don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> okay. Anyway, um, um, so I think we said all that we needed to say about part two. Real quick, uh, Father Mahoney did remind me. Uh, usually, we do give these movies ratings before we move on to the next one. What would you have given uh, Scream One? Would you give that a five out of five? Oh fuck yeah, five out of five. <laughs> okay. And for me, uh, Scream 1 is probably a 4 out of 5 for me. Um, Scream 2, what would you give that one? Uh, can I give multiple movies 5 out of 5? Does that work? Yeah, yeah you don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to okay. do anything. I think, I think 1 and 2 are pretty much right there, man. I think uh, I, I prefer 1 over 2 because it's the original. Um, but I, I think that's a 5 out of 5 as well. I don't, there's not many things wrong with that movie. So Right. I I will say that I think uh, and you you could also give half stars so I would give Scream two four and a half out of five I I just think that you know even and we didn't even talk about this the part where they're in the college class and they were talking about sequels you know that that was a great scene as well um, what was there God uh, Sarah Michelle Geller she did a good part in part two even though she died and, and all that like so much about part two was so fucking good I got, that. In that same scene you're talking about too uh, of the classroom, um, Josh Jackson is in there too, who's a pretty big name in, in the acting world. Uh, so it's cool seeing him. Uh, I don't know if you know who that is. You look confused. I, I don't. Who's Josh Jackson? So he played Damon in Urban Legend. Um, oh. He was in the original Mighty Ducks. Uh, he played Charlie, and uh, he's just been in a lot of shit. Been in a lot, okay. a lot of little shit. Uh, but yeah, he was kind of an extra in part two in that in that scene, so it was cool okay. seeing him too. Cool, yeah. If you, saw, if you saw his face, you'd be like, "Oh, that fucking guy." You yeah, know? 
Yeah, definitely. Okay. Uh, so yeah, that's Scream One and Two, people. That's um, the high, the 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 glass ceiling, in my opinion, for the yeah. Scream franchise. That Let, will be the high point of this uh, interview. Yeah. <laughs> Let's. Let's go on to the toxicity of the franchise, Scream 3. Now, so here's my question. Uh, do we have to? We, <laughs> we do. We do, but we will go past this one a little quicker because there's not many good things either one of us have to say about Scream 3. Um, I will say, however, I do like the opening to Scream 3. I do. I I like that the opening is on Cotton and his, you know, his girlfriend and that stupid Creed song that plays on the radio. What if? What if? That one. That's yeah, all. That's, I, that's the only time I'm doing that. It's like the only good Creed song. Fuck you. <laughs> I don't, I'm, I'm just not a Creed fan. I wasn't back then and I'm not now. So I don't know. <laughs> but um, it, I like the opening to this because in a weird kind of way, Cotton, where he was, kind of a legacy character. He was in one and two. He just wasn't that big. Uh, not much of a prominent character in the first one. He was a little bit more in the second one. And then he meets his end in the first one, uh, first uh, act of first opening act of the, uh, the third movie. And I like it. Sets the, that sets the pace of, Oh shit's going to go down in this one. You know, you so think. that's, that's cool. Yeah. You yeah. would, you would think. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then you realize that this third movie has a Hollywood setting to it. Like, seriously, high school to college to Hollywood. And what is Sydney in this one? She's a, like, a rescue type of 911-esque type of person. What what would you call it? Yeah, she's living off the grid, um, just, you know, not leaving her house. Found a work-from-home job, which is like a, like a suicide crisis hotline operator. Right. Um, and just trying to stay away from everything and live in seclusion. And, uh, of course, Killer finds her, you know, has yeah, to. Of course. Um, and don't you know, um, the ghost of Sydney's mom's got to be haunting her in this. That was so fucking retarded. Yeah, there's there's a lot of bad shit about this movie, man. This is the, the one movie out of the whole franchise that I just wish isn't there. Yeah. Um, it, it's the damper. Uh, it's... The reason that I'm glad we got a four and a five because three was such a piece of shit. Uh, I am not high on this movie at all. And you know me. I'm the kind of person that looks for the good in movies. I don't like to shit talk movies. I like to sit back and enjoy the ride. And uh, even though I will sit back and watch this movie, I don't want to. Um, yeah. They're just they're, There's nothing that great about this movie to me. Uh, the opening scene's good. The scene where Randy is talking, you know, via yeah. video to them, uh, letting him know yeah. about letting him know about the trilogy. That's um, good. Yeah. The idea of Roman being a long lost brother uh, is is a good idea in theory, but it wasn't done well. Uh, I. <laughs> If something was mentioned in either the first or second one about oh my estranged brother or my brother this if something like that was planted in one of the first two movies then I would have been more acceptable of all this somehow. I feel like the writers just got really high and was like yo, like what happens if like Sydney's mom was an actress and she got gang raped and had another baby, and that was the killer, like, and that takes away like. Him saying all this takes away Billy and Stu's motive in part one. So I just don't, I, I don't like it. I, I, yeah. 
That's true. The I didn't even think about it like that. The ending of part three kind of shits all over the ending of part one. It's saying I was the mastermind behind all this. Well then, why why did Billy and Stu have a motive then? Right. You know, the, it's the like motive of, to... you know, your the motive of your mom was fucking my dad and it broke up my family's marriage. Like that's all gone now. And that doesn't mean yeah. anything. And why did you kill Maureen Prescott then? You know, why did you have your mom killed if you were the one that had this all done? Right. Um, it just, none of this makes sense to me. Um, as far as new characters, I did like the uh, the character of, oh, what's his name, Mark? The, the detective. Um, oh. Mark, so Kincaid, Kincaid, Mark Kincaid. Uh, I did like good. him. He was good. Uh, which I believe that's Patrick Dempsey who bit, went on to do big shit too. So, uh, yeah, I, I see a thing here with good actors coming out of these movies. Uh, but, honestly, uh, it would have made better sense if they just would have made Jay and Silent Bob the fucking killers. Yeah, I'd be fine with that. My lawyer, <laughs> like, <laughs> my lawyer like that. <laughs> um, man, and and yeah, exactly. Uh, the thing about this movie is this is the one where they started to go a little too overboard with the humor. They, like, this was the one where the humor was just a little too prominent, a little bit too front and center. And I, I think it took away a little bit of the seriousness of, of the script, of the, of the movie itself. Yep, I, I think they, they definitely lost a lot of plot and, and went to, you know, let's make this funny or... How many special names can I get in this to do little, little, little things? Yeah. Like if you look, if you look at just like the 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 stab movie they're talking about in there, like, you know, there's Luke. I might be getting two and three mixed up, but I don't think so. Um, Luke Wilson plays Billy, and Tori Spelling plays Drew Barrymore's character, and. I think this is in three. I think that was that was in two when they were when uh, Dewey and Randy were in that were oh. in that place talking about the new rules for the sequel, and they showed that clip on the TV where he's like, "Stupid." Yeah, you're you're right. Yeah, I, I fucked up. Uh, so three has nothing good about it then. So I lied. <laughs> well, the only scene that I actually really liked in part three is when that girl in the studio was getting chased and she went to that room where there was a bunch of scream, uh, ghost face costumes and he was hiding yeah. amongst. That was kind of a cool scene. That wasn't bad, yeah. Right after, she broke his, uh, right after she broke his award, which is probably why it killed her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay, so that makes a little bit of sense. Um, <laughs> that, that was it. That was the only good thing about this fucking movie. Um, seeing the ghost faced have a have more than one voice was a little different. Yeah, um, that is very unrealistic. Oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> that was an interesting concept that they, you know, where he was uh, parroting, he was doing impressions of other people's voices through that voice box or whatever. That was okay of an introduction. I don't know. It was all right. They yeah, did, but they that's did. very very unrealistic. But you know, a it cool is. Idea. Yeah, whatever. Um, yeah. Did Lance Henriksen even die in this film? What was he? Oh my god! What's the fucking point of him? Like, I don't think he died. Who was even the second killer in this movie? There wasn't. Lance Henriksen was a uh, film producer, I think, like a Roger Corman type. That's right. That's right. 
yeah, he was the film producer that hired Sydney's daughter or Sydney's mom. Yes. He, she, she was at his party when she got gang raped or whatever. That they, the whatever funny they keep thing is about it. The funny thing is about that whole concept is now in today's world, that's actually more of a relevant thing that people would want to talk about. The whole like Oh, if you go into Hollywood, you know you're about to take some dick, or you're about to go home. You know, like that. You know yeah. what I mean? So he pretty much he pretty much plays Harvey Weinstein. So that's yeah. uh, that's kind of cool. Uh, Harvey Weinstein. Yeah. Yeah, there was only one killer in this one. Only movie where there was one killer. So uh, Roman was the killer, and that's it. Yeah, that's so fucking weird. Like that pure laziness on this movie. Um, and it, it, and again, I know they're in Hollywood, but Jesus Christ, why did we need a cameo with Jay and Silent Bob? Like, come on. Like, I don't know. Whatever. I think this is the only movie where Dewey didn't almost meet his demise. Uh, I think he got out pretty scot-free in this one, which is uh, mm. also kind of... Uh, he got beat up, but he didn't, like, almost die, you know? Right. So I, I think that's uh, more lazy Wait. booking on their end. It Okay, it just hit me real quick. What year? What year did Scream Three come out? Was it two thousand, two thousand and one, or it's got to be somewhere around there? Two thousand. Okay, so Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back that also came out, I believe, in like two thousand ish, right? Two thousand one. Okay, now there is a scene in Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back where they they're running through Hollywood and they don't they run through a Scream production and Wes Craven is in there as a as a little uh, cameo. Correct. Thank you. A little more enthusiasm was, would be great. I am not a I am not a Jay and Silent Bob fan, so I do not know anything about that. Well, that's probably why I'm not anymore either, Brian. Don't watch his shit. He's an asshole. Thank. Oh, you don't like Jason Mewes? Oh, no, no, no. He's got a big thing against Kevin Smith. He, oh, okay, okay. We're going to have to go get into that on another episode because he's got this big thing against Kevin Smith. Basically, my, little uh, Mikey Sankovich is a little upset because Kevin Smith wouldn't come on to his podcast. Oh. oh. Yeah. One of those yeah, things. He's a, little, he's a little big time. Yeah. One of those things where uh, Kevin uh, Smith told him at a, at a meet and greet that he would come on to his podcast and then – Mike tried to get a hold of his agent, blah blah blah, and then he just didn't. And then Mike took it personal and cried about it. Well, well, Mike, uh, Kevin Smith and Jason Mewes are going to be in Cleveland next weekend at a Comic Con. So if you want to go, uh, you know, fuck him up. Yeah, you go. All you got to do, Mike, is get uh, like a nurse to wipe your mama's pussy for that day, so you don't have to take care of her, and you can go fuck up uh, Kevin Smith like you've always wanted to. All right, listen to me. If I were to get a nurse to do that. I wouldn't want to waste time going to visit and see that asshole. Okay. I mean, you know, getting somebody to take care of that, that's a precious commodity for me. I, I can't just waste it on a fucking idiot. What he's okay. saying is he enjoys wiping his mother's ass. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he does. Yeah. Every time I'm on the phone with him, his mom's always screaming at him in the background. Like, Michael, give me that fucking ice cream bar! Turn on Lifetime it's movies. It's an honor and a pleasure, Mom. <laughs> That's what he says, too. Like, Mom, yeah, can I... Mom and Dad oh, my God. <laughs> anyway, real quick here. Jess said that he's also going to be at a horror con in August. Monster Ma uh, Mania Con in New Jersey. She means, she means Lance Hendrickson, not... 
Kevin, Kevin, Kevin Smith doesn't do Monster Mania. He thinks he's too good for them. Okay. All right. Wait, I think your mom's calling you, Mike. You need to go wipe her puss again. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> anyway, that's Scream. I'm good till after the show. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, that's Scream 3. We don't need to give that fucking piece of shit any more time than that. It's, it's a one out of five for me. Yep. I'm right there with you. <laughs> one out of five. I've, uh, I'll watch the original Evil Dead before I watch that one. So, you know, that's, uh, oh. it's okay. down there. Fuck <laughs> you. Yeah, yeah, exactly. By the way, what would you have given the Evil Dead ratings wise? Oh, two out of five? Oh, uh, yeah, two, two and a half. Okay, whatever. We'll, we'll right, talk about that here. <laughs> Um, Again, if you're talking about the remake that had a lot of production behind it, four. That's but, yeah, that's you know, I, yeah, yeah. That's a that's a three and a half or four to me. Yeah, but uh, I just I, I needed more production, man. Definitely, I definitely understand. Um, yep, Scream Three, a one out of a five sucks. It's a trash. I wanted to kill myself watching it. Anyway, yep. uh, question before we get into part four. Yeah. Is there? Can we go on like a quick break or anything? Because I need to go grab my charger from my laptop. Yep, Mike, come on in and have a conversation with me real quick while uh, while Brian does that. Go ahead and do that, Brian. All right, I'm here. Is there anything you want to? Uh, is there an ad you want to run or anything? Or anything you want? Um, he's doing this. Fuck! I wish I would have downloaded Je- the uh, corrected version of Jess's promo and put it in here, but I did not do that. I should have, mm. but I did not. So. While we're waiting, let me pull this up. Because I actually had to delete videos in here because we're only allowed to have 100 files max. Only. And, uh, yeah, only. And I and I hit the 100 mark. So let's... Uh, Christ. What the fuck is it? I don't know where the fuck it is now. It's here somewhere. Okay. We'll do the B-Movie TV thing. We'll be right back, folks. Okay. Looking for all your favorite B-Movies in one place? Look no further than B-Movie TV, exclusively on Roku. We've got action, horror, sci-fi, sleeves, and independent wrestling. Plus, exclusive hosted shows like Friday Night Action, Saturday Night Terrors, Merry Death Subbed and Dubbed Horror Fest, Sci-Fi Sideshow, and Pervy the Clown Show. So get in on all the craziness that is B-Movie TV. You know... I want to know more about this Pervy the Clown show. I I wonder what Pervy the Clown would like to talk about. Did I hear them say independent wrestling? Yeah. Yes. You might want to get get on in on that action. In order to get into the fold, the B movie fold, you have to uh, get dicked down by Pervy the Clown. (laughs) Oh God. Or you have to let your wife get dicked down by Pervy the Clown. I mean, she won't let me dick her down, so whatever. <laughs> okay. Um are you good? Yeah, I'm cool. Okay, awesome. Brian's now in his attic. It looks. And uh we'll we're going to move on to script. What is this? What the fuck is <laughs> Is that Kevin Owens and Chris Jericho? <laughs> That's fucking great. Oh my god. Anyway, Scream 4, how many years was it between Scream 3 and 4? About 11? 10, 11? I think it's about 10. About 10 yeah. 11, yeah. It was quite a while. 11. It was 2011, 11. so it was 11. 
Oh, okay. Cody, this one's special for me and you. Oh, yes. Yes, it is. Because yeah, it is. this, was this the actual day that me and you met? Or did we meet before this? This is the first time I got to meet my hero, Cody. Yeah. And we took uh, our friend Becca with us. I was specifically told uh, in the recent past I'm not allowed to talk shit about her, so I will not. <laughs> um, I can. Yeah, you can say whatever the fuck you want. <laughs> I, I, whatever. Um, but I just remember that day, us arriving to the movie theater, me, you, and Becca, and Becca kept saying, guys, I've never seen one through three. Am I going to be lost? And me and you were like, no, you, you'll be fine. It, it'll, you ain't going to miss a beat. It, it, it's a standalone film. What the fuck were we thinking? Were we trolling her? Like, are we, Did we actually think that? I think I just wanted to get her to shut the fuck up, honestly. So, yeah, um, yeah. Well, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Becca doesn't talk too much. What the fuck? Yeah, I'm. I'm not sure if that was the first time we met because, like, I I went with her, so like, I I'm not sure if I saw you once or twice when I was picking her up before that or what. But well, I, I remember because I I had my stomach surgery in in that year, I believe, and I was. Um, I was laid up on the couch and you showed up at my house at midnight after midnight and Becca didn't even tell me Becca was living with me, by the way, uh, for anyone who's, who's curious. And, and Brian just shows up at my house. I see headlights and I'm like, who the fuck is at my house at 1215 at night? Oh, Brian, who the fuck is Brian? I think I actually said, who the fuck is Brian? So yeah, I didn't even meet you yet at that point. Brian was someone who was coming to get that booty, 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 booty. Mine or Becca's? Becca's. Okay. I, I couldn't have gotten away from you because I was recovering from a surgery. I mean, now you tell me. <laughs> now, I, I know for sure that was the first time that we hung out, but I think I probably said hi to you once or twice, you know. Yeah. Uh, yeah, before yeah, that yeah. Because, because you saw my arm and you're like, oh, he likes horror movies. Maybe we should yeah. make scream. So, yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, I, I do think the very first time we actually hung out was – Scream four, yeah, for sure. Yeah, the first time that we hung out ever was when I took his crippled ass to go see Scream four. Yeah, and he only took me just to get over with Becca, who was living with me at the time. I have regretted it every day since. Um, <laughs> and the funny part is, I didn't even know Becca was living with him. She lied about it the whole time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Whatever. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Mike, you got, you got thoughts on this, Mike? <laughs> Uh well uh, no I just wanted to correct you because I'm I'm all about you know correcting you did say twelve fifteen at night right but I think it was twelve fifteen a.m. because it was after midnight so technically it would be twelve fifteen in the morning. Is that when you wipe your mother's vagina? That's a good question. Is that the time that it happens? Um, on some nights, yes. Most nights before that, though, because I like to trank her and have her out way before that time do you do it after she's tranked um no because i'm not um a rapist you're not cody uh no i i don't enjoy ass play like he does oh my god (laughs) you're right you're right on that oh my god anyway we got off the rails a little bit let's get back on scream four uh 10 years later everyone's old now and blah 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 the opening to Scream 4, and me and you do disagree on this, I do not like the silly-ass opening to Part 4. Dig it. Totally love it. Um, I think it's 
I told you last week that it was one of the best openings of the, of the franchise, but it's so hard to say because every opening of every screen movie is so fucking good yeah. that it's just, it's hard to say every yeah. night. <laughs> um, yeah, it, it's hard to say which one's the best opening, but uh, I, I really, really like part four's opening, man. I think it made me laugh and I, I dug it. It was a nice comedic way to go into that movie. And yeah. I, uh, I really dug it. Yeah. Um after so, after eleven years off, it was like, okay, this is this is gonna be a good ride. Like you know, that's good. Cool. That's that's a good yeah. point right there. Because like, yes, they obviously know they're not gonna scare anyone now with the opening apart for so yeah, I guess looking at it that like that, it is a good opening. Yeah. Um I know I'm I know I'm right. You don't gotta tell me. I mean I know Okay. I'm right. Okay. So Scream Four Gonna have to help me with this one a little bit because I had some people around me while re-watching this a few days ago. Sydney's all old and shit. Deputy Dewey, uh, he's the sheriff in part four? He's now the sheriff. And he woke up, didn't he get woke up and his ringtone was fucking Beverly Hills Cop? I think. I think think so. (laughs) (laughs) Leave Dewey's dumbass. (laughs) That was was good. Um, Yeah. I really like the dynamic between uh, Gail and Dewey in this one because they're married now. Yes, this is when they were full on in love, and uh, they uh, they were really good together in this one. Uh, yeah, Sydney just put out a book, and she's on a book signing, and that's when everything starts happening again. Yes. Um, now you always ask what the favorite kill is, and you know I know I go more by meaning, you go more by blood. Uh, I think with the exception of maybe one scene in part five, which we'll get to, um, this has the bloodiest kill in the entire franchise. Um, I forget the girl's name. I apologize, but it's her. It's one of the first major kills of the film. Uh, He's hiding in the girl's closet, and he just tears her fucking apart, man. Uh, I really dug that that kill. Uh, That was good. I... I really liked this movie. Really liked this movie a lot. Uh, big, big jump up from Scream Three for sure. Oh, any the 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 productions of Michael J is a step up from Scream Three. That's <laughs> damn sure. The uh, the idea of them trying to make a movie out of it was uh, was cool. You know, nice kind of uh, retroactive isn't the word, but you know, it's looking ahead of this time. Yeah, looking, looking ahead of its time, which is cool. Um, I dig Kieran Culkin as the killer. Uh, that's I don't know if you knew that or not, but the, the guy in the long hair who's the killer, that's uh, Macaulay Culkin's little brother. I so, did I did know that. Um, uh, yeah. Well, you know that because I told you a few weeks ago and you didn't know. So You're right. You didn't have to yeah. see that part, but okay. Mike, edit that out. Yeah. <laughs> um, Emma Roberts was a really good killer Mike, too. What, what what was that, bitch boy? As in Mike? I I said it's live, bitch boy cripple number one. Okay. <laughs> um. Yes. Uh. He was a good killer. Like uh, he, he, I liked him as the killer. But the other girl, that was Sydney's cousin. That was her niece. Oh, that was her cousin, niece. Cousin, cousin or no, no, she doesn't have a brother. That's her cousin. That's her cousin. It is her cousin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought 
I, I, I will be honest. I did think her motive was a little far fetched, just a little bit. I don't think so. Um, I, I dug the motive. I, I dug, you know, I'm, I'm a spoiled princess, and I want everything to be about me, and I'm sick of everything being about you. Yeah. Um, I dug that. The fact that she killed her own mother is pretty crazy to me. Yeah. Um, this is also the Anthony Anderson kill that you love. Uh, fuck Bruce Willis. It's just too fucking silly for me. Like, you want to talk about unrealistic? Like, that right there. I I have a feeling it was probably an ad lib that they kept in. Um, Anthony Anderson's a comedian. You know, it's going to happen sometimes. Um, I I did enjoy this being a modern twist for Scream, though. Uh, I think they did a a fantastic job with this movie. Um, It's not part one. It's not part two. But it's it's up there. It's it's up there. Yeah, I I really I really dug this movie. Um. Again, you never know who the killer is going to be. Who thought it was? Who thought it was going to be Emma Roberts? Yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't. And when it's funny uh, because I watched it when I watched it last week. I I I haven't watched it since what was it 2010, 2011 when it came out. And so I forgot everything about the movie except for the Bruce Willis line. And uh, yeah, I was still, I was just as shocked. <laughs> and I, I think you said earlier that you didn't like the final sequence of part four. Um, I think so. I did. Uh, I, I really dug it. Um, I dug the callback to part one where she's hurting herself and trying to make it look like her. Yes, and, and, and it comes out to where Sydney's dead and she's the star, but then she realizes Sydney's alive, and she tries to go kill her in the hospital. Like you think the you think it's done, but then it's not done. Uh, yeah, I, I I really dug that. Uh, there wasn't many things wrong with this movie either. I I'll agree with you on that. It, it just it, yeah, it couldn't reinvent everything so it took the 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 turn that it took and you're right it probably was for the best considering what part three was i don't know what they could have done to make part four better than what it was yeah i definitely Um, agree with that it was a modern twist i think they did a really good job with it uh she does she plays a real good bitch yeah (laughs) it's because she is a bitch (laughs) uh yeah no she emma roberts did a fantastic job being a crazy killer you know she yeah did a, she did great definitely um, i dug kirby's character in this uh hayden Penetier, or however you say her last name uh I she kind of she kind of took over the randy character of being the smart horror movie person yeah um but then at the same time they had the entire like horror movie club in this that were all smart you know and, and whatever the the stabathon in the barn was a really cool idea, a really cool spot where you know anything could have happened there. Yeah. So, I, uh, I, I guess that's one thing that I wish could have happened better. Um, there, there should have been a big kill in that, in that stabathon. Um, yeah. I know Gail got attacked, but like, 
they could have did something similar to part two where they're in the movie theater and they die in the in the front and no one realizes that she's actually hurt they they could have did something similar to that at the stabathon and that right. would have been cool a, a nice little callback uh but that's you know that that's nitpicking in my opinion um, yeah I, I i just i really dug part four man I definitely agree that, um, you know, now that you put it the way that you put it, you're right. It can't be part one or part two. It, it can be better than part three, but you're right. They had to do different stuff with it, but without sacrificing what the originals were. And you're right. They struck a good uh, balance between all that, for sure. Um, go ahead. No, I, 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 I got nothing. I'll, I'll fight oh. you on part four. Yeah, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> no, I'll, you know... I'll go ahead and give part four three and a half out of five. I I, I don't think it's a great movie, but you're, it's not a bad movie. So three and a half out of five for me. Yeah, I'm I'm at a four, so I'm right there with you. Yeah. Um, Cody, you know what I have to say about your rating? What? On Scream Four. Fuck you. So funny, so funny. It, it, not even Brian's laughing anymore. That's how much we don't care about getting getting those same clips over and over again. I wish there was like a cricket sound that you can. Play yeah, on. I wish there was too, because we'd use that a lot for Mike for sure. Um, part four, part four is a fun flick, Jen or Jess. Yeah, I'm sorry, yes, Jess. Yeah. yeah. Um. So that's part four. Now let's go on to part five. I have nothing but good things to say about part five. I, I so I saw it in theaters. I know you waited to watch it until recently. Um, we had a little conversation off camera about this earlier this week, and I will say that I'm I'm really glad you liked it as much as you did, man. Because I I know I talked this movie up to you. I didn't want to give anything away when I talked to you. I I loved this movie. Um, it's probably right there with part two for me. Yeah, I, I yeah, think, yeah, yeah. I'd say two, four, and five are are right there. Yeah, for me, it, it, for me, it's definitely like one, two, five, four, three. You know what I mean, like that. And, and as far as best to least, you know what I mean. Uh, I think that, I think that's mine too. Yeah, um, I, I'm a sucker for nostalgia, so we'll we'll start with that. Um, anything little, like hearing Red Right Hand in in the movie, or yes, yeah, um, definitely hearing red right hand in the movie to hearing the little music whenever you see dewey for the first time that you always yes. hear the other ones dewey's music uh, i like dewey's music yes um this movie is dewey's swan song in my opinion um because he's divorced now this movie's all about dewey this movie's all about dewey man yeah uh, if you if you watch it and just he's down on his luck he's not doing great they bring him back in I don't want to do this you know I'm, I'm gonna do it though I'm gonna help you guys and um I guess we'll get to it real quick you know, that's real quick I do want to bring up the opening to part five uh yes. even though it didn't invent the wheel on anything it was a good opening and the fact that like for four movies straight everyone in the opening who gets attacked gets killed. And then you realize that no, she didn't get killed. Like that was a good twist for me. Not a twist, but that was good to me. Yes, um, very much dug it. Um, I heard a lot of people say I thought Tara was the killer, and I, I don't quite get 
that part of it because she got stabbed through the fucking hand and she got the shit kicked out of her and she was crying and yelling and screaming and scared. And that doesn't sound like a killer to me, bro. Billy and Stu weren't doing that shit in part one. You know, so I, I don't I don't see that. Um, my only gripe about this movie, and it's a small gripe, is I keep saying that there's no fucking way you could have guessed who the killers were, man. I, I got it on this one. I I, I wasn't certain uh, because you're never certain until the reveal happens. But uh, I had a pretty good idea that it was the it was Amber and it was the boyfriend. See, someone's got someone's got to keep an eye on Sam, and the fact that uh, Amber didn't die in the beginning, whenever they were showing the video of her saying, "I got it right here," and you know they didn't they didn't kill her. Yeah. Um, that kind of ruined it for me. Yeah, I guess if there is one tiny little drawback to this movie, you're right. It's that unfortunately this is the one where you probably could have guess the killers and you know they tried to deflect that as much as they could with when they went to dewey's trailer and he said well it's it's the boyfriend look at him it's it's him it's got to be him you know they tried so hard to deflect that but uh it was you know what i think it was they were having her boyfriend act a little too scaredy cat a little too too much too much of a little bitch yeah you know it just after you see always hiding in the closet, look, like, yeah, it's it's fucking you, right? You know? And yeah, I, I want to I want a way to go downstairs, and oh, there's a killing that happened, you know? Like, there, there's so many little little things that it's like, yeah, I I got this one. Gail should have gone before Dewey. Yeah, um, I'm not gonna lie, I was ready for Gail to go in part two. I really was. Um, I I wish Gail would have went before Jamie Kennedy. I wish Gail would have went before a lot of people. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like there's way less important, you know, way more important characters than Gale that have gone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, uh, I, I I really dug the Skeet Ulrich in this. Yes. Um, going back to the nostalgia that I love, um, seeing him and having Sam be his daughter, that was a real cool way to bring back the sequel for a whole new generation of people, man. Yes. Um, I, I think it's a way to keep it going, and I'm glad there's going to be a part six, and I'm glad they're going to keep it going uh, because they're keeping it fresh. They are. See, and you're going to watch it. You're going to bitch, but you're oh, going to watch it. Yes, so. I'm going to watch it. Uh, <laughs> maybe we'll do another episode just on part six. But man, I I slightly disagree, just because man, like they reached another high point with part five. What if they fucking ruin it all over again? What if part six is basically another part three? You know what I mean? Okay, so Wes Craven didn't direct part five. He could yeah. have. So He's dead. Yeah. Can't you guys all didn't know Wes Craven's fucking dead. Spoiler, he died in part four. Um so anyways, if they get the same directors for six as they did with five and the same writers and the same people sign on, I don't see why it's not gonna be a great movie. Because five blew me away. Um yeah. a giant a giant love letter to Wes Craven, man. It really was. Um, even what, fucking named the character after him. I was just gonna say there was a character named Wes in there. Yeah, that kid from Thirteen Reasons Why. Uh, yeah, which you, you didn't watch, but yeah. Uh, By the yeah. way, 
one of the characters, uh, some of the characters put over the movie It Follows in part five. It Follows is a trash film. Mike, you can dispute that. Brian's never seen it, but Brian, don't see It Follows. It's a fucking trash oh, film. fuck you. It Follows is fucking great. You, you, um, you know what? You know what? Just, 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 oh, wait. Here we go. Fuck you. you. You're getting okay. that. Okay. All right. Randy loves it. See, he endorses it. Okay. Uh, side side quest. Um, speaking of potentially crappy movies, um, have you ever seen The Gate from 1987? I think so. Is that the kids horror movie with the? Never watched it. Can't tell you. Oh. Um, I'm watching it tomorrow, so I uh, Mike, I'm not sure. Am, Mike, am I thinking of the right movie, The Gate, or am I thinking of something different, The Gate? Or Michael. There was only there was only one the gate, so Yeah, Steven Dwarf was in it. Yeah. He's like, yeah. who's Steven Dwarf? I don't know who Steven Dwarf is. He was in Blade, you fuck. <laughs> He's like, what's okay. Blade? I don't know what Blade is. Did no, Blade have anything to do with video I, games? I said, no, it does not, so I don't know what it is. Listen, but Mike, before you go, uh, get the fuck back in here, mama's boy. I'll call Henry Wrinkler on you. Wrinkler. Okay. Henry Wrinkler. Hey. That's right. <laughs> it's Winkler, isn't it? It's not Wrinkler, is it? It, it you is You fucking laughing every time you fucking said it. And I know for a fact, if Aaron doesn't clip that, I'm going to clip it and fucking post it all over the fucking internet. That's fine. Have them fucking clip it. Get back in here. I want to have a uh, three-person conversation real quick here. Do you do you, do you? Well, did we did we make it to the to the most devastating part of part five, or did we? I'm ready to talk. I'm ready. I do have it. Not I yet. I did my breathing, and I'm ready to talk about it whenever you guys are. But uh, not before we do that. I gotta ask you real quick, hey, and I want everyone. You to you're on my shirt. You're on my shirt, by the way. Me? You're Belial. Yeah, you're Belial. Yeah, that's another movie Brian has not seen. He's not seen. I have not seen Basket Case. I want to. That's that's one that I need to get around the watch. You know your address. <laughs> your address. I was just gonna your say address. we'll send you all the movies you haven't seen. <laughs> I'll message you it on Facebook, bro. <laughs> you better do it because whole. Yeah. Ha, 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 uh, it, uh, no, I broke it. Look at, I think I broke it that I haven't seen this movie. Uh, Mike, if you're gonna send him a, a copy uh, of Basket Case, you also gotta send him a copy of Frankenhooker. Uh, uh yes, yeah. Yes, you do. You Frankenhooker oh is another movie I haven't seen. Oh my sweet Christ! Have you heard of oh, it? Oh yeah, I know all. I know about that movie. Okay. I have oh, not. Uh, I have not watched it though. Okay. So before we move on uh, to the rest of Screen Five, I gotta ask you guys real quick. Uh, if they reboot Blade, because we were talking about Blade and Wesley Snipes real quick, yeah. do we all agree? Can we all agree real quick here that if they Wait, reboot... You know who Wesley Snipes is? I'm I'm impressed. Really? Yes, I, yeah, just from Blade. <laughs> oh, okay. That's all I know him from. The League as well. Great fucking film, by the way. By the way, real quick, if they yeah. reboot Blade... And if they decided to do uh, what Hollywood's been doing and uh, the other uh, side of the coin, and, that, and that's no wait a minute. But if they if they decided to do something like uh, race swapping for uh, Blade's mm -hmm. character, would that would that yeah. would that make sense? 
would that would could could we actually handle a white Caucasian blade? Because I don't think I could. I mean, we're getting, you know, different nationalities, people playing stuff that they didn't play in in redos before already. So if we're going to get a black character that played a normally white character, I think it's only fair, personally. It Um, is. Yeah. Blade did not, like, it was not a make or break to me that Blade was black, you know? So uh, I think just, you know, get, get a badass in there, and that's really all that I need. Yeah, I agree. Just make them because that's what Wesley Snipes came off as is a big time vampire killing badass. It didn't matter what his race was for sure. Um, I guess I'm just still a little butt hurt that the TMNT two from a couple of years ago had Blackster Stockman with Tyler Perry uh, playing him. So that's all I wanted to say. So <laughs> Baxter Stockman's supposed to be a nerdy white character, and that's all I'll say on that topic. Um, no, Blade is a black man. Fight me. <laughs> Hey, Paul, call in the number. Have a fucking argument with me, you son of a bitch. Anyway, back to Scream 5. Mike, okay, wait, 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 wait. Oh. Before, before we get to the big the big thing, um, Jess put a comment up a, a little bit ago saying that she's worried her hopes are high. Um, I, I didn't get to read the rest of the comment. I'm not sure if she's seen Part 5. Oh. So, so Jess, uh, if yeah, you have not... What's that? She saw it. I'm trying to go back up to that. Uh... Oh, yeah, here we go. I'll it did it seem like she hadn't seen my hopes for time. He saw. Okay. All right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. sorry. Man. We didn't clarify this to begin with, but yeah, we're going in full spoilers, obviously. So yeah. So. Um, if you didn't see part five, stop right now because yeah. we're going to reveal something real big. Yeah. Uh, um, Mike, do you want to stay? Mike, actually stay here with us because I, I want all of our reactions to this. So before we bring up the big thing, I got to say, Scream 5 is brutal. Like, the way that the killer kills in part five, I love it. Like it's mm. it's fucking amazing how like stab stab stab. Like Jesus Christ, that it was it's the most brutal part two. It's the most brutal movie, uh, most brutal screen movie that they they did, I, I believe. So yeah, I, I'm right there with you. Um, yeah. Now before the big one. I also want to say I was, for some reason, I don't know why, I was, for some reason, a little shocked that they killed the uh, the blonde woman who became the sheriff in this movie. I was a little Sheriff surprised. Judy. Yeah, I was surprised. Because if you remember, in part four, they made her a little weird. Like, didn't she tell Sydney at one point, like, yeah, we went to high school together. You don't remember me? Like, Yeah, because they were trying to make her act like she may be the killer. Yeah, so that's yeah. what I thought. Like, oh, shit, she wasn't the killer in part four. Maybe she's the killer in part five. I, it, it was a good uh, it was a good turn because you know you didn't realize that she was gonna go you thought she was just coming to help her son yeah and that was really cool um, yep. also before we before we get are, are you done with that point oh yeah I was done with it go ahead okay. uh, before we get to what we're gonna talk about too um, there's a lot of Easter eggs in this movie man and I uh, the more I watch it the more the more I like it um, if you watch the YouTube link that the boyfriend is watching for the stab movies. Um, you see an interview down there with survivor Kirby. So they say that Kirby is alive. Oh. And she didn't die in part four. Wow. So she might be coming back in part six. Um, there was also a conspiracy theory post right there. Is Stu Mocker dead or alive? Um, so they might be bringing Matthew Lillard back in part six too. They could. It's wow. really cool. Well, 
I saw a picture online. I saw it too. Thing. I saw it too. You saw that with him <laughs> holding the Scream 6 script? Mm-hmm. With the ghost face mask? Yeah, yeah. I saw that too. Uh, so there's a there's a chance he comes back, which I'm all about. Uh, I mean, they bought brought back Skeet, right? For uh, yeah. for that little stuff. So fuck it. Why not? Yeah, sorry, Paul. You're yeah. Well, whatever you did already here. Oops. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out, brother. Yeah. What's that say? The magic of Scream is they always tell you who the killer is, yet have the genius of making you second guess yourself and change. You're right. Mind. You're absolutely right. Yeah. The guy. The killer is always crazy and right in front of your face. At least one of the two is. Yeah. And, but it's it's too easy. It's not going to be them. And right. you second guess. You're, you're absolutely right. And and just to let everyone know, I did originally invite Jess to be a part of our panel for tonight's episode, but she wouldn't agree to show any cleavage for tonight's episode. So I told her she was canned. She wasn't allowed to come on. Is she a anyway? Bit? Yeah, yeah. Well, well, she's a little older, but not too old, and she she could probably rock me good. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, just rock me to sleep, guys. That's all I fucking meant. I didn't mean anything. She could rock me like a hurricane. Oh, yeah. You. <laughs> <laughs> That's anyway, what to you. Anyway, anyway. Um. So yeah, we gave everyone enough time. Minutes to get that clip uploaded, so I'm using it. Okay, whatever. So we gave everyone enough time just in case they didn't want the spoilers. So now I guess we can go on to it. The highlight scene of this movie, the hospital scene. Well, it's not the whole scene. I I, I cut it down considerably because oh, I don't. You got, it? you got it. Yeah, but I don't want Paramount to flag us, so I cut it down considerably from, you know. But okay. the, the 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 um. The, the depressing moment is, like, right here. So, here we go. Okay. Yes, today. By far, by far I, the best movie, the scene of the whole movie. It hurts the watch. I got to tell you, I'm not okay right now. <laughs> Could you imagine for a second if Dr. Loomis got killed in that way? Could you just imagine that? Mike? Did you ever see Rob Zombie's Halloween 2? Did you see what they did to him in Rob Zombie's Halloween 2? Mm-hmm. The theatrical yeah, version, but... when he gets his face fucking all... A, a fucking... movie... A movie that's just slightly better than Scream Three. Yeah, and that wasn't Donald Pleasance either. Like you know, let's. Well, if it was Donald Pleasance, I would have fucking killed Rob Zombie. Yeah, and this is this is yeah. similar to Donald Pleasance dying brutally in one of the Halloween movies, which never happened. But yeah. this is that that is how you would feel, or or Nancy dying in in Nightmare, uh, which she did, but it wasn't too brutal. 
Yeah. yeah I'm with you. I'm with you. Yeah, this, this fucking hurt, man. Um, I, I was so happy to watch this movie, and I went from like... Right, because you did not think that they were going to kill off Dewey finally. Like, I mean, may- maybe you thought that another legacy character would die, but you didn't think it was going to be Dewey. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping for Gale, hoping for Gale, hoping for Gale. Yeah. But Gale, you know, should have went. She should have went. Gale, she would have been sick. I almost would have took Sydney over this shit. You know what? I fucking agree with you. 100 fucking percent. I love Nev Campbell, but she needs to fucking die. Kill that fucking bitch. Let Dewey (laughs) live. Thank you. Yeah, just uh, seeing him go, that hurts, man. Sydney has kids in this movie, right? Who gives a fuck? The kids can go uh, without a mother. I'm just saying. Having a mother is overrated. Look at what happens when you have a mother in your life. Do you see? Mike, let our guests speak. Brian, go ahead. Another little All Easter right. egg in this movie. Um, they asked her, how's, how's Mark doing? How's Mark and the kids? Um, which implies that she married Kincaid, Mark Kincaid, the detective from Scream 3. Oh, so, what? I didn't yeah. even catch on to that. Yeah, yeah. There's a lot of little things in this movie, man. Um, it's, it's a masterpiece. It really is. Uh, wow. You have to watch it more than once, Cody. You, I, you know what? It, actually, because uh, Jay was here, we were talking, and I was telling her I, I owned it. I didn't tell her how I owned it. I didn't. I don't want to make it seem like I don't buy my own content. But uh, I told her I was like, you know, if you haven't watched it yet, maybe we should watch it tomorrow. So we're we might end up watching it again tomorrow. That's awesome. You you and really she, should. You need and to watch by the it way, again. By the way, Jay Myra has been on me so much. She wants me to watch the MTV Scream series. And I'm like, I don't want to watch that shit. Does any of you have a, an opinion on that? I dug it. It's good. Yeah. It's really yeah. fucking good. Yeah. How many seasons are there? I want to say three. I think there's. Um, well, there, yeah, there is three. There was two at MTV, and then the third one moved over to VH1. Oh. So. You, can probably, you can probably skip season three. Um,. But season one and two were both really good. I didn't see three. I just saw one and two. So, yeah, that I, I concur. I, I think the only and, reason Gail stuck around so much is because she had notoriety. I think she yeah. had the, the people that liked Friends coming over to watch her. And, and, I think that's the only reason she stuck around so long. Right. And, you know, and, dead, so she's dead. And if you think about it, the, the chemistry that there was between Sydney and, and Gail. And the first and second one was pretty hot, pretty pretty good stuff, and then it just dropped off after that. Yeah. I, I wonder if they killed Dewey because Courtney Cox didn't want to work with him anymore. I they got fucking divorced. wonder. I fucking yeah. wonder. Um, but then why the fuck would they just kill Gail, man? You know, it's... Yeah, it's I, say, I bet David Arquette probably just said, you know what, just let it be me. I'll do it. Yeah, man. I'm getting old, man. Fuck this shit. Or maybe it was a feminist type of choice, you know, because more females in a movie would probably bring more viewers than a male. I don't know. I don't maybe, know. Yeah, maybe Arquette just wants to be AEW champion or something. I've been waiting for him to show up, man. I wouldn't mind if Arquette showed up at AEW for a couple of a couple of weeks. Tony Khan's next big announcement. <laughs> anyway, uh, I really hate fucking Gale. Fuck you, Gale. I uh. I really dug the new characters in this one. Um, yeah. More so more so than any other sequel, probably. Uh, the 
what Randy's nieces and nephews. Shakas, you're you're right. It's a good point. It's, they they needed to kill another legacy member, and I think in part six they will too. I think part six Gale's probably going to die. Yeah. Um, but you know they it, it was it was shocking. It was something like holy shit! Like I can't believe that happened. And, and it you're was absolutely a, right. It was a good death scene too. That that whole was. scene was great. And, and like I said, going through it, like I should have saw it coming because. You know, you, you heard his music again. You know, and, and it's it's so it's such a a focal point. Dewey is such a focal point of Scream Five until he dies. I, I should have saw it coming, but I didn't. I fucking didn't. Which, which makes it all the better that he flat out guessed it right. It was the boyfriend right off the bat. So you, you know, it was good. Yep. And now he's got to go because now he knows it's me. Yeah. Which yep. did they ever say which one? It, no, it was the girl. Amber, that, Amber killed him. Yeah. Um, which is, which is another. Uh, well, he he was he was there not helping. Yeah, he was yeah, sitting right there, sitting right there, not helping Dewey at all. Um, yeah. That's another thing when you look at the conspiracy theorists online. They say, well, there must be a third killer because, you know, that was that person was as tall as Dewey, and Amber's a little girl. You know, and she couldn't have, she couldn't have did that to him, and. It's whatever. It's nitpicking. It's nitpicking. I, I, I'm actually not bothered whatsoever about that whole thing because if they did do it, then people would be complaining that you could guess it too much in the movies. Yep. Uh, you're right. Uh, another little Easter egg, which I told you, um, they were showing a, uh, a preview for one of the Stab movies, and Ghostface had a golden mask and he had a flamethrower. Um, that was Matthew Lillard playing Ghostface in that. Yeah, which was a nice, told little, me that. nice little thing. Yeah, so that's that's pretty cool. Uh, they better bring him back for part six. They got Skeet back for part five. Get get Lillard back for six. Yep. Uh, yeah. Back to the characters. You know, um, Randy's nieces and nephews. Uh, they they were fantastic. Um, another one where you really couldn't guess, man. They brought it back. Uh, well, Randy's I, sister. I, Randy's sister came in back. Yeah. Again. Part well, five. I say you, I say you really couldn't guess, but I guessed, so I guess I, I lied. But uh, Never. yeah, it's the uh, the oh. ending, the, the third wait, act. Wait. Let's wait but, real quick. Let's talk about the most important part besides Dewey getting killed in part five. The fucking lesbian scene that you got to see real quick at the party. Yes. Oh, uh, leave it to you. Leave it oh to you, God, I got at least a half a pudge on that scene. That was the scene that I wish Jess was watching right next to me holding each other um if only if only they were actually attractive <laughs> yeah i mean you know i i take what i can get you know whatever i know i've seen what i've seen what you get i know i know um, if you guys seen what i can get as far as pussy goes we'd need three or four screens to fill up one picture of one of them so <laughs> thankfully um, for me none of them watch my show so anyway uh, yeah, the uh, the third act was fantastic in this yes. one as well, uh, where they're going back and forth like, "You're the killer, you're the killer, you're the killer." No, it's me. You know, like that's I like that it. Was really cool. Yeah, that I was really cool. A lot. Um, yeah, seeing seeing Amber get set on fucking fire. Was, yeah, was real cool. Um, I, I love the, uh, the little COVID hand sanitizer deal. Yeah, she, yeah, that was that was good. Uh, nice little yeah. nice little comedy there. Uh, and then, yeah, whenever it comes out that the boyfriend's the killer um, and, and realizing, oh, he's the reason they got to the house. Yeah. He's, 
he set it all up and you know and and the fact they brought back Stu's house too let's talk about that that yeah. shit was really cool now um, that wasn't the actual real house was it i think it was a set uh, yeah. I, I could be wrong but, but it was good enough the, the original house is in california it's now an airbnb and you can stay there um it costs mm. a lot of money yeah so it wasn't it wasn't the original um, house that's okay it very well could have been, I guess. It's an Airbnb, but I, I doubt it. I believe it got filmed in North Carolina and Michigan, so I don't think they filmed it in uh, in California. Okay. So uh, I don't think it was the original house. Uh, but yeah, seeing that, you know, that come back, and that's really cool. And the boyfriend, you know, being the killer, which is a nice throwback to the first one as well. Um, and then. At the end, just seeing Sam go fucking crazy, just like her daddy would have did, mm-hmm. and that was fucking cool, man. That that brings such a new aspect to the new one, and uh, now you now you don't have the afraid little girl who might be you know might be the target. Now you have someone who knows I can fuck up a motherfucker. Yeah, and uh, is she gonna go crazy? You know, now that she killed somebody, is she gonna I, go crazy? I, I, and they did that little hint at the end where she asked Sydney, right? She said, "Am I going to be okay?" Like, and Sydney said, "Eventually." Like, yeah, they could go in many different directions for part yeah. six. Now, now you see, I got my dad in me. Uh, I, I see a lot of people asking, you know, who's who's Sam's mom? Uh, is a big question. They might end up doing in the next one because Billy obviously cheated on Sydney with somebody to have her. Um, you know, so who's who's her mom? Uh, yeah, no one, no one really knows yet. So her mom was apparently in Europe that entire time. I think they said, uh, or, or something like that. I forget, but she, they, they mentioned her like one time in the entire movie. Um, you know, who could that have been? So right. Figure that and out, I guess. The fucking the set pieces in this movie was it, it was this one by far looked the prettiest out out of all of them. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, it, it really felt like every stalking scene every phone call scene every death scene was just so well thought out they put a lot of love into this movie um i also really like the fact that not every character that got attacked died some of them lived yep exactly um or even yeah like a lot of them lived this time actually a Uh, lesbian lived yeah i mean both of uh yeah both of randy's nieces and nephews lived Uh, a lot of people lived uh, we could potentially get another lesbian kiss in part six. You're really hoping, man. You're really hoping. Ah, what, what, what's funny is talking to you anytime that there's not a lesbian scene, and you're like, I hate this gay agenda shit. There's gay couples never fuck a movie. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you get a lesbian kiss, and now you're all over. I like this shit. Yeah. So I, I, I see where you fucking go. I don't like it until I like it. <laughs> yeah. And then I really like it. And then I really like it. Yeah, keep doing it. Yeah. yeah. That's true. Um, my luck, part six will probably have two gay guys kissing, probably for all. Yeah, life. the uh, the gay couple from the new Halloween movie are going to come back, and uh, they're going to be in this. In I movie. just for the record, I did not have any problems with Big John and Little John and, and Halloween Kills. <laughs> I thought, thought you would. You thought you would. <laughs> I, you're right. No, you're right. I thought I would because I thought they were going to make it like weird and uncomfortable, but they didn't. It was funny and they were lovable characters i i I liked it a lot yep i I dug them too Uh, yeah 
After yeah, you know what, Brian? After Halloween ends this year, I think it's at the end of this year. Maybe we might as well just talk about those three Halloween movies on an episode in the future. Bring me on, brother. Yeah. You All run, right. Uh, run play by play. I'll run color. We'll get it done. Yeah. Um. So for me, Scream Five. I'm gonna give it a four out of five. It wasn't perfect like one and two, but it was damn close. I put four and five right at the same. Uh, so I'll give that four. Um, four out of five for you. Yes. Uh, and I, we we already said our, our list earlier of of where we rank them. Uh, one, two, five, four, three is mine, from best to worst. Yes. Which I think you're. I think you're the same. So. Exactly. Yep. Same. Um, and I mean, three is just fucking way down. So, Mike, what about you? Um, Wait, producer, are you with us? I'd like to know what your list is. For the uh, for the rankings? Yeah, yes. from best to worst. Um, I'm going to go one, two, um, shit. Four, four and five are right there. Yeah. Three. Five. I knew it. He hates five, Brian. He doesn't like five. I don't, I don't hate it. I just think that you the don't hate it, but you think three's better. Yeah, <laughs> the, killer, the killers and the motive for five were really like stretching. And believe me, I've only seen it once so far, so I'll have to go back and watch it again, and maybe my ranking will change. Watch but, it without having to take care of your fat ass mom. Okay, oh, so I'll, I'll, I'll give I'll give that to you. The motives were a little bit kind of weird in this one. Like, I want a requill, so we're gonna make a a, a right. killing and make it about us, and you know, whatever. Um, I'll, I'll give you that. But everything else about this movie is just fucking perfect. When I I find three just shit all around. I mean, um, three was not the best by any means, believe me, but it did have Randy in it. Even if it was just for one scene, so I have to put, I have to take that into account. If it didn't have Randy in it, then it probably would have been the worst. You know, yeah. now if if Scream hey. Six brings Randy back as the killer, like I think they should, what the fuck that will probably be because what it is is he'll be the, the Scream Loomis, but he will have gone crazy because you know he spent all this time recovering from his injuries that mrs loomis inflicted maybe upon maybe they should just bring in like uh randy's uh um the twin brother that he never i told don't want him. a twin no it's him it's not okay, his so his name will be saint randy uh no man no, no. Never mind. so there's there's giant plot holes in this because a we saw randy dead yeah. b we saw randy's sister afterwards who said he's dead you know there there's a, a lot of a little right. plot holes to bring but him back not really, because the sister, it could it could be revealed that the sister was protecting him all hiding these years him. and hiding him so he could come out. I mean, look, if they're going to bring Stu back, which they very well might, you can bring back fucking Randy. I don't give a fuck. You bring him the fuck back. You make me a happy little crippled boy, because look, that's my make-a-wish, okay? My make-a-wish <laughs> is to have Randy back. So that's my wish, Paramount Pictures and Tyler Gillett and Matt, whatever the fuck your name is. Um, that's my wish. So you heed my wish, and I will fucking pro I will fucking promote your movie. I will go to fucking see it opening day. I will fucking stand outside, and I will fucking 
tell people that, that if they don't like it, I will give them a happy ending to make their experience better. If they don't like Scream 6, you bring Randy back, make me a happy boy. Thank you. <laughs> he said, heed my wish. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right, everyone, I think we're going to ca- cut it off right there. God knows we could just go on and on off the rails and about different topics. Brian, this was a lot of fun. Thank you for coming on to tonight's show. This was a lot of fun. I do want to make one more quick point. Okay. Um, if they do bring Stu back in part six and it ends up being like he's a mastermind behind all this, which would be pretty cool, um, how cool is it going to be to see like how fucked up his face is because that TV fell on him? And everything else, like it's going to be really cool to see how they how they set that. That that is so fucking true because you didn't see a like yeah you saw the TV fall, but can someone can survive that right? So I I mean in in my opinion, Stu's dead as fuck. He got stabbed until he was about to die, then he got beat up, and then a big fucking tube TV fell on his head and it electrocuted him and probably suffocated him. You know, like he's. He's dead as fuck, but like they didn't show a- him though. They didn't show him though anymore after that. Yeah, it, it's a horror movie. There, there's a chance anyone comes back. You know, yeah. like if Kirby's alive, if Jason Voorhees is still alive, there, there people can come back. Like you know, it's Scream One is legendary. I'm with you. Even Scream Three, which I will shit on. Um, I, I I'll still watch it. If it's on, I'm gonna watch it. Yeah, Hold ass! Fuck you. That's a good <laughs> song. Um, yeah, man, this was a uh, this was a lot of fun. So, you know, uh, you know the movies that I'm into. So, anytime you want to do this again, you let me know, and we'll make that happen. Yeah. Um. Well, ladies and gentlemen, that was our episode. We are planning. I'm not sure who's going to do it with me yet. Uh, it won't be Brian, but uh, we are planning a hobo with a shotgun episode in May because. It was May of 2011, I believe, that the movie came out in the States. Um, If anybody listening to this wants to join me as my co-host for that episode, let us know. Um, You got to make my wife do it. Oh, that's right. I did make your wife sit down and watch that movie. (laughs) I I made Brian's wife, me and Brian's wife, Kelsey, we hang out every year almost on Valentine's Day because it always ends up falling on a weekday where Brian's at work. So I always hang out with her instead. She brings me chocolate. It's nice. And I always end up putting on some sort of wild, fucked up movie that I know she doesn't want to watch, and that's why we watch it. Well, this year's Valentine's Day, we watched Hobo with a Shotgun. I think it was one of the biggest wastes of time of her life, I think. (laughs) So yeah, I, I maybe we should ask Kelsey if she wants to come on. That that'd be fucking funny, Kelsey. I, I actually texted her earlier and tried getting her to call in, and she said she wanted nothing to do with this. So <laughs> I, I really, I really doubt she will. But uh, you know, you can give it a shot. Whatever, <laughs> whatever, Kelsey. Um, You'll be on our next episode, Kelsey. But anyway, but either way, Cody, thank you for granting my make a wish. I appreciate it. Uh, you are. I, I, I'm you're amazing. I'm your biggest fan, and uh, I love you. So thank you, Brian. Is there anything that you want to plug before we go? I kind of want to plug my wife later. <laughs> I didn't ask if you wanted to stick your dick in a hot tub uh, with with water in it. 
<laughs> she wants to come watch a movie with with me or with Cody. Hopefully with me. And she, yeah, Jess, you spelled come wrong. It's not C-O-M-E when it comes to our situation. And, and we need a winky face at the end after that, too. Yeah. Yeah, like winky, winky, bum, bum type of face, Jess. Yeah. Anyway, that's our episode. Brian has nothing to plug other than his wife, which he's not going to get tonight. Uh, Brian, thank you so much for joining me. I'm sure you'll be on in a future episode, depending on what our subjects are. And uh, have a good night, everyone. Have a good night, guys. Thank you.
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino online. I was only playing for fun, so winning was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's favorite free online social casino. You too could have the chance to win life-changing cash prizes. Absolutely anybody could be like Mary. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumboCasino.com and play for free now. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice of the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of the winner.